Welcome to the Evolution Exchange podcast, a podcast platform to share interesting conversations from the most successful leaders within the Stockholm tech community. My name is Sophie Gould and I'm your host for today. We're here to discuss a topic of how to implement a work-life balance into teams. Now, I think personally, I have definitely been guilty of overworking, working in the evenings, not really knowing when to switch off, let's say. Um, And I know I've got four people here, great panel to kind of discuss this topic in a bit more detail. So what we'll do is just kind of an introduction What I like to do is kind of everyone give a brief overview of who you are, what you do, and also something that you're passionate about. Now, it can be to do with your your role, your job, um, either outside of work, in work, um, anything really that you would say is is something that's a passion. So I'll go first. Um, I'm Sophie like we we've all spoke I'm a technical recruiter here at Evolution I focus on the freelance needs at companies across the Nordics um, and I'd say my passion is definitely kind of connecting with new people adding value but also traveling as well which obviously hasn't gone to plan over the past year it's not been able to uh, be fulfilled but we'll um, I'll definitely make make up for it when we can so if we just go to Matti, if you want to introduce yourself. Yes, sure. So my name is Matti Claesson. I'm currently working at the Nordic Entertainment Group uh, as a head of engineering management uh, for our uh, uh, streaming services, Viaplay. So currently we have, I'm overseeing 12 teams in uh, three different product areas and that consists of 80 developers and uh, designers. Uh, and I have a passion for leadership and people and help teams and individuals to have the best conditions to uh, create great products and also feeling happy and productive in, in, in their work environments. Nice. It's definitely a big job with, with 80 people, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't do anything, everything myself. I have an awesome uh, team of uh, six engineering managers that we're doing this together. Oh, nice. No, it sounds good. And Christian, we'll come to you. Yeah, so I'm Christian and I am working as a line manager on the company called Mentimeter. And as a line manager, I have like the, the people responsibility of my direct reports. It's, you know, it's about... Uh, Hiring, onboarding, all the one-on-ones, you know, coaching them through their professional uh, development. Uh, but I don't have the, um, any like, uh, what do you say, like delivery responsibilities. I, I'm not a team lead, so I'm more of the HR person to my direct reports. Uh, and today I have like eight people that I'm working with. Uh, and I'm also working as an engineer uh besides doing line management uh but at this point i'm also on parental leave so right now i'm focusing on on, on the line management duties uh and before mentimeter i've been taking part of joining startups and, and scale-ups in, in stockholm for around 15 years uh so i have some experience both in like being an engineer software developer and also like being a manager and my passion is, is around uh building things, it's building teams or building 
products it's it's solving problems together i think that is very rewarding when you feel that you are achieving stuff together in a team nice i think it's um it's a nice mix that that you've got the kind of line manager duty as well as the engineer to be able to combine that as well sounds good okay and alessio yeah hi my name is alessio my face i'm engineering manager at happy socks where I'm leading a dev team that is working with our e-commerce platform. Um, I'm, right now the team is about nine people. It's a cross-functional team like with developers, uh, DevOps engineers, uh, and, and, and QA specialists as well. Um, originally, I'm from Italy. Uh, moved to Sweden like four years ago. Uh, first, I've been working at a company called Daniel Wellington, originally as a developer then as a team lead for their marketing technology team. Um, what I'm passionate about, like, it's a bit like, uh, also for me, like build, building great teams and products, because I think that the two things always go hand to hand. And a bit outside like my work area, it's usually photography, everything that has to, to, to do with photography, like. 360 degrees, like from analog film cameras to drones. I'm always passionate about everything that has to do with that. Nice, that's cool. That's um, that's quite a unique one to have, which is is different. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, and Håkan? Yeah, my name is uh, Håkan Sandström. I'm the manager for the digital sales channel at HD, and that is hd.se, uh, our app and also to someone's shop share where you play together. I have a team around uh, 25 people uh, and uh, I'm passionate about building strong autonomic teams uh, with lots of diversity in the team, not just uh, white males in the 40s. It's like young, uh, senior, mid-senior, uh, juniors and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's me. Oh, that's cool. I um, I've been talking a lot about diversity, and I've actually done a podcast recently on it. Um, and it's such a big thing at the moment because it's it's definitely worthwhile. You all have teams and and kind of getting difference of opinions and different kinds of people. So you've got the mixture. Um, no, that that all sounds good. I mean, great. We kind of know each other a little bit more now. Um, so I think with the topic in mind of work-life balance, how we implement these into teams, um, let's just kind of jump straight into some of the topics that we that we're keen to discuss. Um, so Christian, we'll we'll come to you, um, and your kind of topic or sub question was to do with how to deal with stress. Um, but yeah, if you want to tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so when I was thinking about this discussion that we're going to have right now is, is you know, work-life balance is in teams, you know, what is important to, to cover there. And I think, you know, what doesn't cause, what doesn't create like a good work-life balance. I think we all know that is like when stress it's taking over your life in different ways, you know. Uh, you feel that, yeah, the work part maybe is taking too much time of your life. So you don't have clear boundaries, you know, you're not enjoying life. You can feel stressed in many ways. So I think like stress is, is something there at the core that you need to be aware of and that you need to work with and that you, yeah, 
that you can do lots of adjustments around. Uh, so, so for me, you know, when it comes to stress, I, I think I've seen this this great image somewhere. Uh, like you have this scale, where on one end end of the scale you have, you know, uh, the requirements, you know, what you need to do, what is expected of you as an employee. And on the other scale, you know, you have your, your capabilities. It's, it's around, you know, your skill sets, your, your knowledge, you know, it's, it's about your control, you know, what kind of control do you have, what kind of decision can you take, and also like everything with time. Uh, and often when it comes to the scale, it's, you start to feel stress when, when the scale is not balancing very well. So, you know, you're not really, you don't have the resources to meet the requirements. Uh, and I think the easiest way to approach this problem is to look at the, the, the requirements end of the scale, because that is probably where you can make more adjustments. You can't just, you know, ask for more people to your team. You know, it's, it's many dependencies to get more people in. So you, I think you have to start to think about what does your team have now? What do you have? Uh, and from that, it's it's about often, you know, to be more effective uh, and impactful in your work to, to be able to achieve more and to, to be able to, you know, start to reduce some stress. Uh, so this is very many things you can do on your own, like on your individual uh, side of things. Uh, you know, if you feel stress, there is many things you can do around it, uh, working together with your team, working together with, with your stakeholders and so on. Uh, and I think we're going to discuss that more. Uh, but also you, you have to look, since we're now talking about work-life balance in the team, I think you know it's, it's also about the individual in the team, but also as a whole, how, how is the team managing and so supporting each other to try to achieve more work-life balance? uh so it's it's also about you know making a team making sure that you have some some basic rules of how you are interacting what is expected of, of everyone uh so yeah i think stress in general is super important to be aware of what you can do about it and you can do many things to reduce stress and it's and it's many papers many articles you know uh written on this subject so i, I think there is there's quite many quite easy, basic stuff that you can do in your team to, to achieve better work-life balance. Yeah, definitely. I think the the key thing you you mentioned there about um, the team, uh, it's, it's so true when you're maybe when your work-life balance isn't correct and you've not got the balance right and then you're more stressed, other people definitely can can pick up on that um, and hopefully do pick up on that to, to be able to help. Um, but what, what do you guys think on, on the topic of stress and, and kind of having a work-life balance? Yeah, I think that's a super interesting thing. And uh, what we're currently doing and experimenting with at Viafly uh, is that have, uh, for example, to... Uh, on your point there, Christian, so people feeling that they, they can contribute and actually do the work uh, in a good way and such. We're we, we experimenting with uh, meeting-free days, for example. For, because when we started in the, uh, going into this pandemic and being remotely, we saw that people feeling that, yeah, they could be really productive and such. But after a while, we have more and more meetings. And now we tend to have like meeting fatigue 
we have lots of meetings because we need the information to do our, our work, but uh, it's uh, now it's back to back meetings and when should it do the work then? So uh, I think uh, we as leaders uh, can help the team with some structure. So that we, what we did, we saw that happen. So we try. So how about we try out to have like Wednesdays is meeting free days. Uh, you cannot book meetings with the teams uh, and such uh, uh, on Wednesday. And th that's one thing you, you can try out to see if, if that's uh, ease up that people feeling that is not so stressed. Um, and another thing I, I think also super important that if you have this work-life balance and for some people it's, works, it's, it's better maybe they can do some errands and such during the day and then they, they can pick up some work at night and that's good, that's really good. But you should also be cautious uh, if you're sending emails or Slack messages uh, of uh, uh, work hours because that mm. can also stress people that, okay, do I need to answer this now or such? So uh, even though it, it works for some people, it can stress your uh, teammates if you uh, suddenly uh, late at night you got Slack message or some, something like that. Uh, so that's also something we discuss and say, okay, let, let's start using the scheduling thing you have in, in Outlook, for example. That is a really awesome thing to do. You can do lots of emails in the evening, but scheduling to send them in the morning during office hours. Yeah, and also to set up the expectations from the teams that you know you don't need to check your inbox after you know office hours, so so they know it's okay. Uh, I think that 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 is a very easy trick that can you know reduce a lot of stress. Uh, you know, uh, I think it's for myself. Uh, you know, if I, I'm trying to uh, soon out of work quite. Uh, early in the evening because I know if I start to think about work I'm going to spin up my brain and it's going to take maybe one or two hours until I'm relaxed again so it can you know you know affect my evening and also like my, my sleeping a lot so I think you should not take lightly on that actually how you are you know interacting with your team members uh, outside office hours I think that's a super easy and quick rule that you can add to you. How are you, you know, interacting with each other outside office hours? Yeah, and also what we learned in the beginning was that when I was, uh, for my example, when I was sitting, I was sitting in the kitchen desks and eating like lunch and checking my computer, uh, eating breakfast, checking my computer. Uh, you need to have like a separate space where you work. So you don't work where you eat and sleep and stuff like that. So like going to work, but you're at home. So that's also reduces stress for me and also I think reduces stress for everybody to have like schedule one hour lunch, uh, schedule short uh, breaks, uh, work 50 minutes, take 10 minutes off and stuff like mm. that. It's just to go down in the pace. Yeah, th this like very, you know, quite basic things, it actually works. I mean, doing some physical exercise, taking a walk, you know, it's, it's very, the fundamentals, it works. Yeah, it's, 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 it's powerful and it works. Yeah. yeah, and that's also that we, uh, we encourage people to do that if that's possible. Take a walk and talk. You can, mm. you can go out outside if it's a beautiful weather like today and have, have, a, have that meeting and, uh, and, and get some air at the same time. Uh, another thing that we have a challenge with a little bit is that we have uh, recruited people from all over the world. And some of these really young people. So 
often they, they, they live in, a, in smaller apartments. So it's it's a challenge for them maybe to have a separate workspace from what they eat and living. Uh, have, have you seen that uh, in, in your work environments uh, or now when we go in remotely that uh, that could be a challenge? Yeah, in, in some, as you say, in the young people that living in like in one flat apartment, then that could be a problem, uh, I think. And we have to like say that it's okay to take these small breaks, even if just 10 minutes go away. Uh, we need to trust the people that actually do the work. Uh, when we went home in the beginning of this in March, we had like a, the production went up. We did uh, actually produce more code than what was expected. Mm. Uh, and that was, everybody thought it was going to be the other way around. But everybody like put up the computer at like seven in the morning uh, because they didn't have to travel to work and close it like five, six in the afternoon uh, and just code, code, code. And that was, we always had to remind them, take breaks, take small breaks, uh, take lunches and so. Okay. A lot of things you said like resonate with my experience as well. Like, especially when you mentioned like the no meetings Wednesday is precisely what we are experimenting with, uh, with great success and pleasure from all the, the people in the development team. So, so far so good. But uh, more in general, I think that, yeah, um, as Christian said before, it all start on the individual level versus yourself. So it's, it's about self-awareness first, like, so you should be really try to be transparent yourself about what you can and what you can't handle. And and then try to transfer that at, at, on a team level, try to encourage people on to, to share what what, what are their, their main concerns, what they think that I ca cannot solve, I cannot handle in that moment because, uh, like especially when you when you think about stress and burnout which is like uh, another hot topic which is related to stress is the, the general feeling is that burnout it's is strictly related to the sheer amount of work uh, like the amount of hours the amount of effort that is put into the work but like there is a lot like a recent more recent research that is that links it more to the perceived lack of control over what you're doing so I guess that from my perspective, I always try to to encourage the people to share what they feel like they don't have control over it and try to to overcome it together and try to 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 remove those kind of blockers. Yeah, I, that was a really nice addition with like the uh, the focus on on the control that that's that's I'm going to start using that more. Uh, one thing that, that we are doing on Mentimeter as well, uh, that many team ha has adopted is having this like emotion check-in. So we start the day by, by doing like one emotional check-in where you're describing what your feeling are. And, and that is, you know, the team to be more transparent, to get to be more personal. So everyone understands, you know, where are you at? And I think this is especially important during the pandemic, you know, when you're not in the same room, you, you don't pick up those signals, you know, on, on how on how people are doing. And everyone is, you know, connected in, in the same physical room. It's much more easier. But in this distributed setup, I think that has been a really important add that we've done, you know, checking from an emotional side uh, early in the morning and be transparent, build those personal relationships. That comes as a nice side effect on that as well. 
Yeah, and I really like that that approach that we did the control because now we're having this uh, setup uh, remote. You don't meet your colleagues uh, on the natural way in the office and such. We see that uh, it's lots of fear, uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh, because do I have the information I need to do my work? Should I talk to which person should I talk to to have that information? So one way we see that also that we tend to have more meetings because we we feeling that we don't don't have control. We we are fear of missing out, so we need to have more meetings to have that type of control. Uh, so that's something we uh, talking about at the moment. How can we make sure that everybody have that information? They need to do the work and know to find the information because it's easy enough to say, yeah, we're having Slack and we have Teams and we have uh, lots of different places. But the inform it's hard to find the information uh, if you don't know like, where, do you, where to find it. So I think that's super important to have a structure and uh, a plan how, 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 how uh, people can access the information they need to do the work. Yeah, that could also be like if they get too many emails, that could also be stressful. Uh, and also, I know myself and other teammates also that first you send an email and if you don't get a response in like five minutes, uh, then you slack them. If you don't get a response there, you try Teams and then, then you try to call them. I mean, they could be very super into very hard coding and then we just almost harass them. It's, it's much easier when you're sitting in the office, you see the person suddenly have their headphones on and they know they don't want to be disturbed. It's much harder to see if a person doesn't want to be disturbed when you're sitting from home. So that's also a challenge to need to look into. Yeah, definitely. I think it's there's some interesting points there, um, especially with kind of how how you guys as leaders can manage these. Like you said, you're not there. You can't see how people are maybe dealing with stress when, when they're from home. And I think that's a, a big challenge because you can ask and you can ask, but if the, the person isn't maybe doesn't want to admit, yeah, I'm feeling really stressed. I'm feeling really like I'm heading towards a burnout, then it, it can be really tough. Um, I think I know a lot of companies have, have kind of adapted and, and like you said, they'll do the, the no no work meetings as well. They'll do just meetings like a FICA online. They'll do things that are, are social as well, which definitely helps balance the stress. Um, I think there's, there's some really good initiatives going on. Um, but yeah, I think in, in terms of kind of thinking about um, the future and how we're going to stay and after the pandemic, after the, the normality returns. Um, Matty, you wanted to discuss kind of some future remote working policies. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about kind of that topic and, and what you think on that. Yeah, it, it's um, we, we discussion that currently at uh, Nant and Viaplay, how it looks like in, in the future because uh, we see that more and more that uh, having working remotely it works quite good, uh, to be honest. And uh, we, but at the same time, we, we see that people needs to socialize. You need to meet other people and such. So we had that currently in, in discussion. What would that look like when we can go back to the office? Because we are totally remote now. Uh, do we gonna have a hybrid? Uh, uh, who, what could that look like? Should we just trust people? Say yes, you can work from home if you want to, or you, uh, or from the office. How will that affect the teams? Because now it's quite easy because everybody's remote. 
But if you have a hybrid that some people in the team want to be in the office and some decide to not be in the office, how do you deal with that? Because you're not, it's, uh, I've been working in that kind of a situation before when I worked in global companies and such uh, with the teams across the world. It's always that though people that are on the link on the video, they feel a little bit left out and they don't really pick up on the everything that's happening in that room. Uh, and when you eat, uh, ending that meeting and you go out from the room and you, you, you sign off from the video call, uh, you don't hear the discussion after the meeting and maybe they solving a problem the way back to the desks. Uh, so uh, it would be really interesting to see how, how you uh, thinking about that and um, when we can go back to, to, to work or is it something you're talking about in your company today? Yeah, I think that like on Mentimeter, we have taken quite a strong stand on this, that we, you know, we have always been like office first, that has been very important for us to like build culture and being, being able to be innovative. Uh, and that was one, you know, of the strains that I saw when, when I joined Mentimeter, you know, that everyone was actually uh, collected in the same office in Stockholm. And before that, I've been working with distributed teams, remote teams. And, you know, I, I, I've experienced, you know, all the challenges with, you know, communication, you know, getting, you know, having different cultures, different uh, offices, and it's lots of communication. It's lots of things you need to do to make it work. But if everyone is, you know, in the same room, you just take away some of these, you know, uh, impediments because everyone is in the same room and it's so much easier to do communication. Uh, so we we are, you know, discussing it. We're talking about uh, Office First 2.0. We're not exactly sure how it will be, but we're going to continue to be, you know, very uh, office first to be able to, you know, work with our culture and be innovative. But of course, we're going to have some kind of flexibility as well. But our first standpoint is that we want to go back to our, you know, office first mentality uh, when, when this, you know, pandemic is over. But now we are like remote first setup uh, mainly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same at HD. My point of view is that I, I believe it's good to work from home, both from in an environmental way. I mean, you don't drive a car to work, so you don't travel by train that much and so on. Uh, but also when when we're allowed to go back to the office, I think the office will be packed with people. We need to like hang in the, with the coffee machines to discuss other stuff, just talk to each other and like hang out with it, uh, each other. But mm. after a while then, people probably think that working from home was quite good. So it could be like you're working three days from home, two days in the office and so on. But we haven't decided yet uh, at HD how to proceed with this. But but my, I, my belief is that working from home should be possible and it's uh, digital first. Mm. Yeah, and, and we, we hear that also when we're recruiting. The people asking, what is your remote policy? Because people want to have, we see that people want to have the possibility uh, but I think also it's, it's good to think about to have some structure around it. For example, if you're going to have like a hybrid, like yeah, remote uh, and be in an office, maybe you should set up some structure that, okay, let's say that we, for certain type of meetings, like planning meetings or retrospectives, we decide in this team, we meet 
because it's easier to have that kind of workshops uh, thing face to face. And then in between, maybe you can uh, be home and coding. Yeah, and I think also it will be easy, much easier to recruit if you're working from home. Uh, if you're allowed people from the rest of Sweden or the rest of the world to work from where they're belonging, uh, don't have to force them back to the office. Uh, and also have like consultants sitting in Malmö, Stock, uh, Östersund and whenever. Uh, it, that will be much easier, but they sometimes need to go, come to the office, just not 100% working from home. Cool. Yeah. Um, at Episox, we, we still an ongoing discussion as well. Uh, we haven't like worked out uh, uh, an official policy on what what's going to happen. Like when we go back to to the office, when we can reopen 100%. But I think it's at at least now it's not an ideological um, topic anymore. Uh, I think a lot. Um, this four situation in the last year like showed that we can work uh, remotely as well. So while like personally, like I think for my team, we're going to move more towards an office first setup, like when we when we're going to be allowed to do that. Uh, I think it's really impossible to, to make sure that we have the flexibility and to let people work from home when it's when it's needed for them, when they think that they, they, they need to do it. Uh, this was actually the, probably the most common comment that I got when I was like having some chats around the topic around work-life balance in general, not even discussing remote working. Like uh, I think that most people said like, yeah, uh, I love working at the office. I want to go back to the office. But uh, for me, like the, the the most important thing, like when it comes to work-life balance is being able to 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 work from home from for one day if I need to to do some something in particular or um, Unless, of course, there, there's, as you mentioned, like there's any specific like department meeting or these kind of things that, that you have um, sync meetings across bigger organization. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that flexibility that you can have of doing like working, you know, from home when, when needed, it can really, you know, enrich your life, you know, if you, if you have, you know, small kids that you need to you know pick up or need to daycare you know having some you know flexibility around that that can really you know improve your your, your life for sure uh, and, and i think that uh yeah i'm repeating myself again here but i think that like meant to meet you know we're going to be office first but there will be some flexibility to enjoy life i think that is maybe some some good like phrasing around it yeah i agree i think the the option or having the option of being able to work sometimes from home or me personally i i prefer working in the office and, and here in the UK we've been allowed to come back into the office um, but you're completely right it's nice to be able to think okay well tomorrow I might I might want to work at home I've got the tools I've got the capability to um, so it's nice to have that as an option and whether or not people use it um, I think when when my team came back in because um, you've missed everyone you've missed being around people you're in all the time but then it kind of balances out and you get to uh, you find your own rhythm don't you 
you and you kind of you you know what works for you um and we're very big on on accountability and and flexibility that comes with that which does kind of lead us as quite nicely onto the element of trust within teams um, and how that impacts uh, a work-life balance, which was um, your question, Hawken. Yeah, and I, I believe both stress and uh, remote work is, it's about trust. I mean, I trust the teams to do the job. I mean, we work in Agile, uh, people can't slack and don't do the job that some other uh, thought when we went home. So I, I believe trust is the most, most important thing to, that we have. And my policy is that uh, when and where doesn't really matter, uh, is that to get the job done. Uh, and we have the control functions to see that people, people are actually working from home. Uh, the, if someone hasn't uh, moved anything on the board, then people start to ask, how can we help you? Do we get stuck yeah, and so on? So, well, again, it's it's trust, 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 trust. I totally agree with you, and and that's and that's a, the same approach that we have. We trust our people um, in everything, uh, both in the teamworks and also uh, if people we want be in the office. We don't have a policy that is strictly that you can only be ten people in the office. We said we trust you, people, that you go to this office when uh, and stay safe and stay have the distance and such that uh, that's super important to have that trust and as you said Håkan it's about to get the job done in the, not about to uh, counting hours or something like that yeah I think that, that that's really the point like all the reticence like uh, from 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 companies before uh, the coronavirus crisis about letting people working remotely was mostly about trust and 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 also that probably goes along the the origin of the of the work-life balance term as well like which is more rooted like in a post-industrial age uh definition of work and it's like when i think that most people when they think about work-life balance like trying to tend to conjure this image of a scale with like time spent to work and time spent at home. So life and work like a distinct separation. Like whereas uh, today, uh, I guess the lines are a bit more blurred. So I I guess it really, uh, I mean, th th this time like showed the, the, that we can trust people to make the, the best decision. So we're not really, um, like counting hours anymore as we as many were used to be like back in the days um so we might as well let them uh like focus more on working in a in a goal-oriented in a vision-oriented way and, and 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 trust people to do the best decision yeah and uh, that's also about as i said it's not to balance the work and and your your private life it's the, the integration so work life integration yeah i totally agree yeah but also when i start to think about trust it's kind of a like me seeing the my employees that i trust you guys to do your job but it's it's not actually tr trust is a hard word in a way uh, I just they just want to do the job uh, it doesn't really matter where or when 
as I said, but it's it's all about trust anyway. But it's, it's kind of yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm th- saying here. But it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's trust, but not trust. If you know what I mean. Uh, I mean, trust is a uh, strong word, uh, but we need to trust the people that do the job. I think you. I, I think you. I know what you mean. This is like with empowerment. You say, "I empower you." It's like you have some power that you give away. It's like I trust you. I give yeah. you that trust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's a good way to say it. Exactly. And that I want. That I want to remove this empowerment. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this it's also this like a mental model called SCARF. Have you heard about that? Where, where you know, in different dimensions, it's easy for, for a person to feel stressed. It's about status, it's, it's about certainty, it's about being autonomous, being able to take uh, uh, decisions. Uh, and I think the R is about relatedness, that you feel that you that you connect with the people around you. And the F, what is that? Uh, maybe you, you remember. But so, yeah, there, there are many ways that can introduce like stress to, to an individual. Uh, that, that is shown through this model scarf. Uh, and being able to take, being control and being to take decisions, that's so important. Like if then you really empower people and they feel energy that they can actually can take some control in, in, in their daily work uh, and, and, you know, affect the, the work going forward as well. So, you know, get rid of the micromanagement and, you know, be more goal oriented and, and, you know, empower your team. Yeah, that, that is like where you want to be uh, if you want to be productive and uh, if you want to have like retention in your team as well. I mean, it's 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 so easy for you know engineers to move around the different companies, and if, if it, when they start to lack of motivation, it's it's five or six other companies waiting there to, to you know uh, recruit them. So, you know, trusting people is key uh, for for be able to build like high motivation teams as well. I think the F is standing for fairness and be treated fair. Yeah. I think that's a really nice model and uh, it's easy to, to, to relate to. And uh, actually, when you're going through that model, it's everything we talked about today here. <laughs> so, so it's maybe that is that what it cooks down to, trust. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of that um, that model, but it, it definitely makes sense. Um, I think having trust and also if from from my point of view, because I kind of knowing that my manager trusts me and I'm not being watched or thinking, OK, does he does my manager think I'm working? Um, that is such a nice feeling and that makes you you just feel so much more secure and it makes you feel happier, which then, of course, can help with the stuff, with the stress, with the um, kind of feeling, feeling like you've got a bit of a balance. Um, but nice. I think moving moving on to the the question from from yourself, Alessio, is kind of pa- pandemic ad- adaptations that you think will continue. So anything that you guys have have maybe done as an adaptation to the current situation that's worked really well. What does that look like for the future? 
Yeah, I was like thinking more about things that you either tried or learned like during this year of forced uh, remote work that you think you're going to carry over once or if we ever go back to, to normal. Uh, maybe I can start as well and discuss a bit like what are my thoughts. Um, I guess the main thing probably is like an extreme uh, attention to finding the right way to communicate, like especially um, contrasting asynchronous and synchronous ways of communicating. Like when I, I guess the, the first temptation, like when we first were forced to, 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 to go work from home, work remotely, was to try to replicate all the processes or the workflows that we had like in the office in person and try, and try to, to, to replicate them in the digital space. So that led to, to, to what Matti said in the, the beginning, like a wall of meetings every day. So for the first weeks probably was very, very frustrating and very um, stressing because it was pretty much back-to-back -back meetings from nine to, to five. And, um, and then like it, after a while, like it, there's always like that kind of meme, like uh, th this meeting should have been an email or something like that, should have been a, a Slack message. Uh, so I guess one of the abilities and things that I, you tend to learn like with, with, with time is to, to understand when to make, to, to schedule a meeting and when to send a Slack message or an email. Um, but then also like to use more asynchronous like ways of working like Slack or as I said, like documentation as well, like taking the time to let, let instead of having a meeting and, and expect like that in 30 minutes, you're going to have all the answers to your questions, you not know, to solve the problems in a meeting, which is usually the expectation that you, that a lot of people have when scheduling a meeting, like try to, to maybe just explain the, 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 the problem and then let people take that home and think about it, like write down their thoughts, they're documenting what they, they, they think it could be a solution. Um, or project management tools as well, not uh, also another example of synchronous tools and ways of communicating. Um, on more practical things, uh, I think like that goes a bit in line with uh, emotional check-in. Uh, we kind of have a similar thing, which is our daily checkout, which is complements like the, 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 the check-in, the stand-up that we have in the morning. Uh, the checkout, like whereas like the, the check-in is more formal, we do, do a more uh, formal round table around the, the board and the task and work-related stuff. We we tend to keep the checkout very informal, so we just have a quick chat and and some FaceTime with everybody in the team. That it's it's optional, uh, it, but usually most people join, uh, and often like it ends up uh, in devolves in a gaming session, which is also good to relieve stress and to 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 try to see how people interact with each with, with each other, like in uh, outside like the the matter of your work. And yeah, maybe we can just one other thing like is ties a bit into that. It's like every other two weeks we we do like um, experiment hack session like in uh, in every other Friday afternoon, and we take that time uh, to basically detach a bit from from work and like uh, from from the task at least that are part of the our development sprint development process and explore new and different ideas that could be loosely related to what we do, like uh, 
some experiment on, on the website, uh, or it could be something a bit different. Like in the last one, we essentially split up in different groups and started building games that didn't really have much to do without it. But uh, everybody really lo loved that. And um, we explored things and technologies like that we normally don't use, like Rust. Like we don't use Rust in any anywhere in our in our stack. We use it like to build the, the game itself, like the on, on the front end side. So it was very weird and something that experimental and impractical that otherwise we would not try. So I'm really curious to see to hear like if, if you had any um, anything that you think you will carry over um, once we go back to the office. Yeah, uh, one thing that do, yeah, I definitely want us to carry over. This is uh, the meeting free Wednesdays. Uh, I think that's really good, and uh, and I really li I like to hear that uh, you're also doing checkouts. Uh, we have many teams doing the same, and that they are very much appreciated to just do that. Uh, re really informal, just to check out after the day, and I think also that's something we need to carry uh, over to when we're going back uh, uh, to after the pandemic. I think that's a really good thing to just okay. The, the day is ending and uh, now we, you can check out your brain and <laughs> not thinking about work. Yeah, I think also that uh, check out and check in is something to do that just to to see that everybody's there in the morning and everybody's checking out in the afternoon. Then they know that, OK, they have checked out. I will not try to contact them. And also this uh, meeting freeze uh, days, I think that is something that we really need to implement at HGD also. Uh, could have be like half days and so on. But another thing that I'm thinking about uh, after this pandemic, what we will uh, probably do is that before the pandemic, if you went to work and you had like a sore throat or uh, you were a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit sick, but you did still did go to work. I think this will change after this pandemic that if you have a sore throat, then you will be home. So hopefully everybody will be much more healthier after this pandemic. Yeah, great point. Really, that, that's great. Now a lot of things that seem normal, like going like with a slight amount of fever at the yeah. office. Now it's crazy. It's unthinkable. I think one thing I hope is going to stay uh, for me is is you know this. Uh, I think one thing that I've learned is the importance of building you know more relationships on a, on a little bit of a personal level uh during the pandemic and before when i was in office i could you know you know run between meetings you know back to back and had didn't really take the time to connect with people at the coffee machine you know getting to know them what's going on so i think now when i'm going back that is something i will focus more when i'm actually in the office to meet people you know to i would be more you know i would spend more time getting to know my people around me on, on a personal level uh, and you know what I've said also to people when, when they go back to office uh, now uh, is that, you know, if you go into the office, make sure that you have lots of space in your calendar so you actually have time to check in with people, to socialize, because that is so important uh, when you actually are meeting people in the office, uh, because it's hard to, it's, it's not as smooth of doing it through a Slack or, you know, on, on a one-on-one to do have that spontaneous chat just to, you know, having a call with someone. So I think that is something I will appreciate more after this pandemic.
Yeah, definitely. I think um, for like I, like I said before, we're we're kind of back in the office doing a, a hybrid model. Um, but a lot of what we have done and what we have adapted to is is kind of the social side of things. So every every day at ten thirty, we'll have a, a fico that's all on online. Um, and even though at some points we'll all be sat in the office and we can literally see each other we'll still do it online we'll do it on teams um just so then if people are at home it's, it doesn't really affect that um and I think you're completely right Christian with the social side of things and kind of having the non-work chats and it not always being this is about work this is about work it can sometimes it, it definitely can impact your your work life balance and having that kind of social side of of the meetings or the spontaneous conversations um is, is what you need it's what you miss but I'm not sure how how easy it will be to keep that up because when you do go back into the office will your mindset change as to okay we're in the office now we've got to work like it's it's quite a, a bit of a tricky one I think when we come back to the office, uh, work will not be the on the top of everybody's mind. It's socialized. It's top on everybody's mind when we come back to the office. That is that's what I think. Yeah, and also if if it's if it will be that people are you know having this hybrid a bit going forward, I think then when you actually are in office, it will be more around the social activities. So I think that that is going probably to be a bit of a change when you are. In the office, it's going to be more social activities. So maybe we need to build, rebuild our offices to be more, <laughs> having more of that kind of environment. More playful. Yeah. More ping pong tables. Yeah. More, more fika places. Yeah. More social. Yeah, more social areas than uh, desk areas. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Um, it's something to think about, isn't it? Because who knows what's going to happen like when when we do go back into, well, when you guys do go back into the office. Um, it's definitely these little things that you maybe don't think about now. You just think, okay, we'll slot back into it. Um, it's definitely worth worth maybe putting some thought into. Um, and something I wanted to kind of ask from, from you guys or get your opinions is on the topic of of work-life balance how as managers or as leaders do you kind of ensure people with different situations can still have a work-life balance um, what I mean by that is kind of someone like you said earlier who's single living in an apartment in the middle of the city one bedroom very very different to them working at home say if they were to be with a partner with children who's also working from home they're two very different situations um, so how as as managers do you kind of manage that situation and, and kind of implement or do the, your best to implement a work-life balance on, on different situations? I think it's super important to do check-ins with your people all the time and just ask the question, how are you doing? And not, not, not uh, having meetings just to, to do some uh, uh, status of what's happening in your work. Just ask that question, how are you? I think that's super important. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree about this this social interaction. Uh, just as you said, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, and also, if you do it by teams, also have the camera on so you see the person that you're talking to, not just uh, calling him. 
because it's also see face reactions uh, and, and also how they feel. It's not just have them saying it, you can also see it. Yeah, in general, keep an eye on people. Um, try to, um, to 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 be more empathic with people. Try to understand like what kind of problems might might be facing uh, uh, as well. Um, sometimes, like I mean, asking is always the, the the first step. But sometimes people are not very very open about personal issues. So. Uh, it, it's good to try to be empathic, empathetic, and and um, and try to to figure out like which kind of issues might not, they might not want to share. Uh, but then the other thing again, uh, it's the same thing that we discussed before about flexibility. Like try to cater a bit more towards the needs. Like I said previously, it was when we were like working uh, at the office, it was like up stricter and and more clean cut distinction between like the, the times that you spent working and spent you spent home and so you had a lot of routines built around that distinction uh, now that doesn't necessarily exist anymore so we are um we we also i think as managers like um found ourselves in a new role because previously maybe we were not really thinking about that about what people are doing in their lives in their daily work in their their own routines as much as we're doing now um yeah it, it, it's a very 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 hard topic i would say yeah well said i think it's you know it's it's about trying to get to know people on a personal level and, you know, that, that can be, you know, hard to do because if the other part doesn't really want to open up, you know, how, how can you come around that? But I think, you know, as a manager in those situations, you need to share yourself. You need to be private with them. And then, you know, if you open up, it's it's more easier for the other person as well to, you know, share. You, you should show yourself vulnerable and then it often comes the other way as well. So I think it's about yourself as well. It's important to be personal and being vulnerable and showing you know that you do mistakes or you feel bad or you know you have some private issue or whatever something's going on in your family you know i think that's super important as well that you also become personal with your little people yeah i think the the, the comment on on kind of um and then what i think to sum this whole thing up i think it runs through is, is definitely communication um with with everyone and and like you said building relationships and and you do that over video um we do a lot of kind of video meetings and that's definitely a lot easier to really know how someone's feeling and what they're doing um and and you can tell about a lot by someone's body language by by how they actually respond um and and i think what you said there alessio on routine that is so important as well um having a routine it's crazy how much having a routine actually can make you feel well balanced in life um i think it's it's some good pieces of, of advice there that, that you've all kind of mentioned well um i've given some some great advice in here and and i know people definitely enjoy listening to it